It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? Matt Hausman here, Smart Money Questions Podcast. And Today, I am excited. One of the first interviews, I think it might even be the first interview I've done this year. I know I did one at the end of last year, but today we have a special guest. And I think it's uh, one of the reasons her and I have been talking about doing this now, I don't know, probably about three or four months. But it really came to light in speaking with some clients and some um, business associates over the course of the last month on the importance of personal finance and personal finance education. And where does it come from? If you remember, I did a video last year talking about our oldest actually graduated with a master's of accounting. In doing that, not one class was actually teaching anything about personal finance. So one of the things that Maggie and I have done is we've talked to the kids. Obviously, we do this all day, every day. And so we help them understand Uh, the importance of personal finance and personal finance education, behavioral finance, all of that. And so what I want to do today is I'm going to interview our youngest. Her name is Ashley and kind of go through the different things that she has been doing. Actually, some of this starts a little bit before graduating high school until today. She just turned 21 at the end of January. So talk about the different things that she's learned, what she's thought as they've been happening and kind of get a firsthand understanding and answers from her. So with that, I want to go ahead and welcome to the podcast stage, Ashley Houseman. Hi, Dad. Thanks for having (laughs) me. As you can tell, she sounds thrilled. She's already, you know, she already has some social media fame. So now she's on the Smart Money Questions podcast. And hopefully what we're hoping is all of her followers will now jump on the podcast. (laughs) So, uh, Ash, let's talk about the the aspects of, you know, what you have been doing over the course of the last, you know, couple years, a little bit. Let's go before COVID. So just to let everyone know, Ashley was a senior in high school from 19 into 20, graduating in 2020, obviously, with the beginning of the pandemic, went into the whole COVID-related uh, virtual learning, blah, 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 that stuff. But Ash, you actually had a couple uh, little part-time jobs before that, actually still in high school, didn't you? Yeah, I dog sat and like dog walked, I think, beginning of junior year. And I did that like three times a week. And then I started my first job at Clothes Mentor, which is kind of like a Plato's closet for like women clothing. I started that in the summer going into my senior year. And I worked there for about three months, like a summer job, but then went back to dog walking my senior year. And it wasn't until I was supposed to be a freshman in college was when I started working at the vet, but I did have some babysitting jobs as well, senior year. So actually let's talk about, because I still remember this. And that is when you, uh, actually when you went to work at the vet, so that would have was that like August or September or October of 2020? Uh, yeah, end of August of 2020. End of August. So, and and I remember when you got your first paycheck. And let's go back and remember what that was like when, because when you're doing dog sitting or babysitting, you're getting paid a certain amount per hour, 
and you're actually receiving that. But now working at the vet uh, and actually close mentor, when you are getting paid as a W-2 employee, do you remember what it was like when you first saw that paycheck and you remember what you were getting paid per hour, but then actually what ended up in your bank account? I wasn't too happy. (laughs) (laughs) So those are what we call taxes. So if you're making income, the government, good old Uncle Sam was going to have his hand out and want to do that. And let's actually go full circle. So let's go all the way to, you know, filing your taxes for last year, 2022. So you were working at the vet, you were also working here. And we're you and I are doing the taxes together. I'm going through it with you. And I remember telling you, hey, by the way, you know, you owe this amount of taxes. And what was that like? (laughs) I was not happy. (laughs) Not, not, not happy at all. So what did we actually do for, so you didn't have to pay taxes for last year. We created a traditional IRA and I put money in there so I didn't have to pay the taxes. Yeah, well, so you were deferring that that tax, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and with that, what we were able to do, just to let everyone know is as we were going through and filing the taxes, you can go in and based on the tax that would be due, now this was federal tax, Based on the tax that was going to be due, you can, we just kept putting in a number going higher and higher and higher as to what was going to be needed to put into the IRA. So there was not going to be a tax bill for this year. But the one thing, and Ash, correct me if I'm wrong, what you are seeing now, because you're making more money now than you were back in 2020, that as your income goes up, taxes are inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, we were able to do that. And then also, let's go back and talk about even as you were working, you've always been pretty diligent on how you separate your money out, uh, what you're going to spend it on. So part of the necessities, you know, one of the things that that your mom and I always talk about, okay, you have to pay your gas uh, when you turn 16, uh, and then going out and buying the other things that you like to do, whether it's something on Amazon or Dunkin' Donuts or what have you, what was it like as you are putting together those budgets or how are you viewing the money that you were making on a weekly or monthly basis and how much were you deciding to put aside into your savings account or and or spend? I feel like during high school, like before I actually got like the vet job where I was working like consistent hours, I wasn't really putting much to savings. But then I think once I realized like I need to start saving with with the vet, depending on how much I made, I kind of usually did at least half of what I made. I moved to savings or if I knew once I got the credit card as well, and I knew I had to pay off that credit card monthly, depending on how much I spent that month, I would save for that. So actually, I'm going to go, we'll come back to the savings. Let's talk about understanding and going through that process when I, uh, you know, I had all of, with you, Ryan and Madison, okay, listen, it's time for a credit card in your name and teaching you how that worked. Help me uh, or help everyone understand what it was like as you were going through and using the credit card, reviewing your, your balance on the credit card, what the cutoff date was, what the due date was. Do you remember the questions that that you would ask me in making sure that, quote, I don't want to pay any interest, right? So we want to pay the balance off on a consistent basis before any interest is charged. Do you remember what that was like and the things that you would do to make sure 
that you never had a balance that carried forward? Yeah. Well, I remember when I first got the credit card, like Madison Rye had more money that they could spend a month. Credit limit. Credit limit. Because they were with college, like payments and everything. So they had stuff to their name, but then I was only at 500 a month in the beginning. So it was, I was really only using the credit card back then just for like the necessities with like gas and like stuff. I would sometimes spend money on it with like clothes and everything. But then I knew once it got to like 300, if I need it, I knew I had to pay that off before I could go further with it because I didn't want to hit the limit of the $500. And then it took me a little while to figure out the end date. And when I, when the interest would hit, if it did, and then that's like the question I just remember, like never being able to understand for a good, like six months, like I couldn't wrap my head around the length of the period of the money floating. Like yeah. Being- the, grace, the grace period. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so a lot it. of times, do you remember what you would do is you would actually go out and let's say buy gas and it was 30 bucks. And you'd come home and the very next day, once you saw it hit the account, you'd make a $30 payment against the credit card. Yeah. Right. So then. Then I stopped doing that once I realized that to for your credit score, right, to go up or for me to be able to get a higher limit on the credit card, it had to be able to see that I was able to let it float and then pay it off. Right. Pay it off before any interest was due. Uh, and actually with that, so that that was probably, what, three years ago that you got that credit card and then um, your credit limit at the time was 500. So what have they in automatically increased you to now? Which, by the way, was, you never asked them, right? They, you would just get a notice. Hey, by the way, your credit limit has increased. What's it at now? 4,400, I think. Yeah. So in three years uh, and your credit score has gone up because of that. And uh, you've also gotten another credit card, right? Yeah. So, um, and using those for different things when it comes to points, you understand the points, you've used the points, cash back, what have you, right? Yeah. Hey everyone, a little interruption, Matt Hausman here. If you would like to speak to me directly, make sure that you know that you can go right to my online calendar, speakwithmatt.com, again, www.speakwithmatt.com. You can either schedule a conference call right there, a Zoom call, or if you'd like to come into the office, feel free to do that. You can also reach us directly at 610-719-3003. All right, everyone, back to the show. Do you remember how much money you had in your savings account when then I came to you and said, hey, listen, now it's time for you to start investing. And I was like, how much do you have in your savings account? And you told me an amount. And I was like, all right, well, we can start. This is what we can start putting away into a, a monthly investment account. Do you remember what that was? How much I had? Yeah. Like 13,000? Yeah, it was like 13,500 if I remember right. Because I remember telling you, hey, listen, let's go ahead and dump five grand in. <laughs> yeah, I was and, like, no. and that wasn't the case. So you started investing, uh, if I remember right, the first couple months were at $50 a month, mm-hmm. you know, and then you increased it to 100. Um, we kind of treated it like uh, a 401k. So uh, your mom and I were matching that. And then you were able to go in and see what the investments were doing over time. Do you remember what you actually said to me when you logged into your account and you realized that your balance was less than what you had put in? (laughs) 
I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why am I doing this? Right. So then we, we talked about the aspect of uh, investing over the course of time and letting the, you know, you're going to have those times when the market goes down. And uh, but you, now you just have money as an asset in a different place. So you have an investment that you're going to see fluctuation. We would expect that over time to increase in value and create more opportunity for gain on that money than the money that is sitting in your savings account, right? Because yeah. at the time you weren't, there was not, you weren't earning anything on the savings account back in like 2020 and 21, 22. Earning like eight cents a month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, so you, you went through the aspect of uh, learning the investing um, which you're still doing today. Obviously, when we had to put money into the IRA, that money went in as invested. Actually, the same uh, we invested it the same uh, in the same portfolio that you were already investing in, in like a traditional investment account. And at the time, though, even with that money going into the investment account, you're still saving money, right? Yeah. Yep. So we, uh, you're still putting money into savings. You're still uh, you're still working. And then, I guess it's been about three months ago that um, the car that you were driving uh, ended up, you know, the, the repairs on the car were going to be more than what the car was worth, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so then the discussion had been, I, I think for probably eight, nine months was, hey, listen, take the car and, you know, look at what you want to buy and you go buy the next car. So when that happened and Luckily, the car was still drivable, but it was it was going to need these repairs. Now it's time for you to go out and make that big purchase, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so um, kind of go over what you were thinking about when, okay, now I'm going to go buy. I remember you had some distinct requirements when you were talking to me about as we were looking for the car you were going to buy. What? How are you coming up with what you were going to spend, how much you were willing to spend, what the car was going to look like, bells and whistles, all of that. Um, I didn't really know how much. I Well, I knew the total of the car. I didn't want to go above like 30000 But when it came to like how much money I was going to put down as a down payment, I guess it kind of ended up depending on the monthly payment, how much I really wanted to spend monthly. So I, that helped me decide how much I was going to put the down payment of, but I just wanted to have the car that I liked for the next so years and I <laughs> everything to. So, have. so with that, so we, we looked at some, uh, the different cars that you were looking at and then we went and test drove one and, um, it was, it was below the price range that you had, but help people understand as you're going through and you're looking at what you thought when you're talking about putting a down payment and how much the, the payment is going to be monthly when understanding or realizing that there was going to be interest on this loan that you were going to take and then deciding on the terms of the loan or how long you were going to have to pay and what that monthly payment was, uh, is going to be. What was that like? Oh, well, I didn't know I had to take out a loan. Yeah, so help people understand what you thought that what what was going to happen. I thought I was just going to pay a monthly payment to the dealership. I didn't know. Well, with mine, with the Nissan, they had their own like finance. So I am paying like the Nissan finance, but I thought I wasn't really like taking out a loan. I thought I was just paying monthly 
for however long it took me to pay that. Like I knew I had like a set amount that I had to pay per month, but I didn't know that interest was also getting added into that. And also deciding the factor of how long I was going to pay off that also decided of how much interest that was going to be added to my payment. Right. So then when we were uh, talking with the salesperson and the finance person and looking over that, do you remember the conversation that we had when I, I just let you know what your mom and I do, which is we have a budget on what we want to spend per month on, let's just say a vehicle. But then when I'm looking at the financing, I might actually stretch out the financing where the minimum monthly payment is actually lower than the budget, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to make those extra payments per month. So in reality, I might pay it off two or three years earlier. Do you remember us talking about that as you were, as I was explaining the different terms, they actually gave us three terms, if I remember, and helping you understand like, this is what we do. You decide what you want to do. Yeah. And that's what I ended up deciding to do. Because I thought it was going to be helpful in case like one month I wasn't able to, I didn't want to have like the hire just to get it paid off quickly. I wanted to do like the longer months, but then paying off like 50 to $60 extra a month to then hopefully end a couple of years early. Right. And, and you started that right from the beginning, right? You, you set up the automatic payment with that extra additional principal payment right from the get-go. Yep. Yeah. And so um, that's a lot of a lot of times I'll talk with people when we talk with financing and and helping them understand, uh, especially even today. I know rates have gone up, but the reality is um, rates are still at a low position um, compared to over the course of the last 30 or, or 40 years. So you've learned that budgeting. And so now you're you've probably already made three payments or four. Mm, I started I've only made two. Only two? Because I got it at the end of March. So oh, right. they didn't I didn't have to pay until the beginning of May as my first payment. Yeah. So you're two months in. Um, and so we'll go with that history. What's it been like when you see that money come out of your account? I thought I was gonna be like more upset than I am because it kind of just like goes and I'm it's not like I have to do it every month, it just automatically leaves. So I don't even see what it was before that. So you, so with that automatic and with the budget, you're still able to go and do the other things you want to do, whether it's, you know, I think you just, you and your friends just went shopping at what, like wherever, and then Amazon or, or putting gas on the car, what have you. But with that being said, and how much you are paying, how much do you like that car? I love it. <laughs> so just let everyone know the, the she ended up. The car she ended up getting has every single bell and whistle you you can imagine. Uh, you know, the joke is it does everything but make your bed in the morning. So, um, well, good. Well, can you think of anything else when it comes to uh, finances or what you how you have positioned yourself to understand the different things about money? Uh, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you can think that you make sure that you look at either monthly or or every paycheck or what have you? Mm, no no (laughs) okay all right well anyway everyone listen i wanted to have ashley on here because uh and just to go back over for anyone out there especially clients for your kids grandkids always know that you can reach out to us directly 
more than happy to have a conversation with them in assisting them and understanding all the different aspects about personal finance. Uh, one of the things we, we didn't really talk about, but then behavioral finance when it comes to your investing. Um, one thing Ash mentioned or I mentioned is when her investments went below what she had put in, that's where we get into behavioral finance and understanding the risk that you're taking. But assisting your kids, especially as they're moving, as they get older and different thing happens or different things happen, whether they get married or whether they have kids, the other things that they should be looking at from an overall financial planning aspect, just reach out to us. Uh, they can schedule a time with me directly at speakwithmat.com or call us in the office, 610-719-3003. So Ash, did you have anything else to add for today? Nope, I think you covered it all. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, listen, that's all we have for today. I hope this has been valuable. Again, if you want to reach out to us, uh, please do that. Speakwithmat.com or 610-719-3003. Ash, thanks for coming on the, uh, the podcast today. And please post us out there for all of your social media followers. All right. Thank you. All right, everyone. Take care. <laughs>